Welcome back to Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, the number one Game of Thrones podcast in the realm for people who party like Tyrion and slay like Daenerys, brought to you by Grand X Media. This is our first podcast as the Night's Rewatch. We will obviously be doing Season 1, Episode 1. I'm Ross Bolin. Uh, you can follow me on social media at WRBolin on all social media. I'm here with Veronica Ruck. What's up? Where's your social? I'll, I'll tell the people. It's at Veronica Ruck, R-U-C-K-H, on Twitter and Instagram. VM Rock on Snapchat and Barrett Dudley. Hello, I'm uh, I'm happy to have everybody along for uh, for this ride that we're about to go on. Oh, it's gonna be a ride, a year long ride, and I just everybody's gonna be so fully prepared. It's 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 crazy. Knowledgeable is yeah. what they'll be. My name is Barrett Dudley, and you can follow <laughs> me at Barrett Dudley across all of the social media platforms. That is correct. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram at Oysters, Clams, Cockles, and on Twitter at Clams and Cockles. Like us on Facebook.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles. 866-43-CLAMS is our hotline number. Call that number with any questions or takes whenever you want throughout the night's rewatch. Uh, we will not be doing Thursday hotline episodes specifically, but we will still be listening to the voicemails, picking the best calls, playing one here or there as we see fit. On these Monday podcasts, um, again, 866-43-CLAMS is that hotline number. We have shirts, Oysters, Clams, and Cockles-themed shirts, Game of Thrones-themed shirts. You can find those shirts at grandexshop.com slash OCC. Again, that's grandex, G-R-A-N-D-E-X, shop.com slash OCC. Just as an example, Party Like Tyrion, Slay Like Daenerys is one of the t-shirts we have. It's very popular. Many people are saying it's the best shirt ever made. Uh, that is it for the business section. And now we will get into this. Winter is Coming is the first episode written by Benioff and Weiss, directed by Tim Van Patten, who also did episode two of season one and has never been seen since. Wow. Bye. I don't know if he passed away. I don't know if they just didn't like him. I didn't know. I don't know. You know how they are. What happens? You know how these TV directors are, man. Some, they're in and out. Yeah. They're moving around. Maybe he he only wanted to do two. Who knows? Quickly, we have a version of the Knight's Rewatch Oath that is, that's been pieced together from several different individuals who have sent us things, and, and we're going to continue to work on this thing, but this is the version we've got so far, and I'm going to say it right quick. Okay. Say it. Night gathers, and now my rewatch begins. It shall not end until season eight. I shall miss no episodes, nor whisper any words but dragon. <laughs> I shall live and hopefully not die at my post. I am the rewatcher in the off season. I am the eyeballs that take it all in again. I pledge my life, or the next year and a half or so, and honor to, <laughs> and honor to the night's rewatch. This night and all the nights to come between now and season eight. That's the version we've got. That's the this is the nerdiest. That's the nerdiest that's thing hot. we've ever that's done. That's pretty hot. It was good. It's the nerdiest it's thing the we've nerdiest ever done. It's the nerdiest thing we've ever done. It's, and it's just fu- uh, that's the line. Right there. Yeah. We'll never get we will nerdier never cross that line. than that. <laughs> but as we tweak this thing, just be prepared to hear more versions of it. Because I'm, I'm more than willing to take more notes from Twitter, people on Instagram, email, whatever. Hit us with hit us with changes. We want this thing to be as funny as it can possibly be by the time. Uh, it's it's, it's right not now. bad so far. It's not bad. We'll also make a shirt at some point. 
for members of the Knights Rewatch. <laughs> that would be great. And uh, that's because I, w- I was about to say when you see each other out in the wild wearing your oysters, clams, and cockles <laughs> t-shirts. You to say the oath because those are the t- only t-shirts that you should be wearing at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you say the whole oath. You say the oath to each other in public. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not weird at all. It's like a fraternity handshake, basically. Yeah, except, uh, except like, you say words seconds. Except you say words to each other out loud. And it's not a secret. Yeah. 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 Well, all right. Getting to this episode. We start out at the wall. It's the first time we see the wall. We see the gates of the wall open. The long tunnel, which we see later in the show, obviously, uh, uh, is what these three members of the Night's Watch, unnamed members of the Night's Watch on the television show anyway, uh, are going on a ranging mission. I guess, like, north of the wall, presumably, right? A true ranger. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> uh, to track some wildlings. They're being sent out to track some wildlings by whoever the Lord Commander is at that time. <laughs> presumably, Mormont. Um, I'm going to refer to this member of the Night's Watch as Super Ugly Goober. He was quite <laughs> Because ugly. the main the main, the main, main focus of this Night's Watch threesome is Super Ugly Goober. Yeah. He, he uh... <laughs> he's he's just a goofy looking dude. I don't know. The, no, no, you know. Let's talk about um, Ranger number two. So not the asshole one. The the older one. The yes. older gentleman. Yes. I okay. So in the very last episode of season seven, when they're like panning across faces of the dead, and it's like all in that blue light. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know they're there. There's like a couple of very noticeable faces that it's almost like they they needed a couple extra bodies and they didn't have time to go through full makeup. So they were just like, hey, hey, get in there, get in there, get in there. (laughs) (laughs) And they just have like one scratch on their face. Okay. But I think one of them might be that guy. No way. So, but I I think it would be hilarious (laughs) if they brought him back from season one to be like a face in the Army of the Dead because presumably he would be. Well, he, he, he does get decapitated. Okay, that's true. So, but so that throws a not. little. But, but I could see them being like, ah, fuck it. This guy Gary's still on set. Let's use him, <laughs> and he becomes he becomes a member of the wa- yeah, of the Army yeah. of the Dead. Anyway, uh, so the the tree the threesome is comprised of that guy that you just mentioned, super ugly goober, and then uh, what what is described to us in the books. There's a little more detail about these characters, and he's basically a rich, like he's from a well-off family. Ah. Uh. The, and was sent to the wall for I can't remember the reason, but that's why he's got like way nicer armor, mm. and he's kind of a pompous dickhead. Okay, to the other guys because yep. he feels like he's better than them. Um, long story short, super ugly goober stumbles upon this camp because he sees this smoke coming off of it, and he finds what is a bunch of wildling bodies that have been hacked to shreds and put into a very odd formation, and it's like. Like it, the formation is one of the formations we see in the cave at Dragonstone, right down the line. Like one of these symbols that the children of the forest or whatever developed. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck they mean. No, we have no idea what they. No mean. idea what they mean. But they are tight. And when I watched this episode for the first time, I remember being like, "Man, that's real tight." Yeah. But yeah, no it's idea. Very what like murdery. It's very like serial killer type super, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah like who? Murdery. Why would you? Yeah. Yeah. What's weird about it is conceptually, why would they hack up the bodies like that? Because they're able to re-resurrect them and use them as their army of the dead. Yeah. Right. So there That's must be was... some reasoning, like maybe yeah. they have some religious thing that they believe this is like a sacrifice to their gods. They put them in this. I don't know. Just I was saying. wondering that too, because I mean, it's definitely supposed to be 
the army of the dead and not like the children of the forest making a sacrifice or something, right? That killed yeah, oh yeah, this is Night's yeah, Walker. So the, or the White Walkers, right? Uh, yeah, I thought the same thing. Like this seems uh, counterproductive right. for your army. So he gets freaked out. He bails, goes back to the other two guys, brings them with him, says, look, look I, I found all this. You got to see this. Well, actually, first, I think he's like, we need to get the fuck out of here now and go back to the wall. And they're like, no, go sh- show us what you what you found. And the stuff is gone. Now, we got questions about this. Yeah, where, where, where did it go? It didn't. I think it, it was just covered in snow. Like enough snow had fallen from the point that he bailed to when he got back. Because if you remember, then the the older gentleman who gets decapitated picks up some guts or something. He picks up some intestines from under the snow. Okay. So it's like a fresh enough layer of snow had covered the body parts. I'm thinking maybe they just erected, they just like reanimated those body parts and whatever. I I guess that's pot. But we were looking at like a torso. Uh, yeah. Like I, I know, I'm just saying. Maybe maybe the rules weren't solidified enough yeah, at that that's point. That's what I kind of feel like. You know, yeah, I, I get you. Yeah, but my the one I'm choosing to go with is enough snow fell. That's like a foot of snow in five minutes. That's yeah. what I'm going with, Barrett. <laughs> that's how I choose to believe. Uh, so they're 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 over there. They're like, oh, he makes a joke about how your 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 dead men must have gotten up and walked off, which is not funny in hindsight because that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Yeah. But as uh, Cocky, rich member of the Night's Watch is, you know, asked this guy what he just found. He's picking up intestines. Mm-hmm. We see the first White Walker ever that we ever see. Look, in, he's, he's made quite a glow up since then. I'll say that. They, I, and I remember, I remember when watching this episode for the first time ever that I was like, man, I, like, I wanted to see more of what they looked like and like yeah. what exactly was, what was this thing that we were working with? And there's obviously... The mystery reason behind it. They mm-hmm. didn't want this to be like some immediately noticeable. Like we didn't, they wanted to keep it a secret. Yeah. And then also, I don't think they'd quite figured out probably exactly what they, what they wanted yeah. the White Walkers to yeah. look like. They only yeah. needed them for this one scene in right. season one. Uh, but just to make some notes, significantly darker. Yep. They are uh, of a darker skin color or tone literally or something. Look, it's like a black shadow. A little more zombie-ish. Yeah, they've definitely changed a ton in appearance between... Mm-hmm where we're at now and where they were here. And again, that's not a thing. That's to be expected. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, just to be fair, we only really get like a glimpse of the face for like a split second. But if you pause it on that face, you'd be like, oh, well, what the fuck? Huh. It's just yeah. way darker, like yeah. significantly darker. Yeah, that's he's the only- not like glowing blue. No, right. right. He, they don't, he doesn't have the, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, we also see our first white in the form of the little girl yeah. who was resurrected from that, from those dead bodies. And the first glowing blue eyeballs of of a white that is pretty terrifying. Yeah, she's yeah. what I like to call uh, freaky as fuck. Yeah, yeah. she <laughs> real freaking naughty. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, dude, little kid zombies are terrifying. Yeah, uh, Why are little and they kids did scarier? they did it's her scarier. up good. They did they like Yo, made her up oh, real yeah. real good. Little kids as a whole. Are scarier like in any horror movie? Yeah. Little kids, it's, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just because they're supposed to be good, so when they're not, it's scarier. No, there's just you something know? inherently creepy about Cre- small children, yeah, though. Yeah, like, and I don't. I'm. A, I love. I love kids. I got nothing against kids. I'm just saying, like in in horror movies, when little kids are doing scary shit, I'm way more scared. But yeah, it's the juxtaposition of yeah, something that's, that's supposed to be innocent and being exactly. terrifying and evil. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Also, shouts to it. 123 million this weekend. Shattered a bunch of records. Cannot wait to see that. Um, I will never see that. I will, but I might have to go alone. <laughs> All right. 
so White Walker decapitates the older gentleman who is bailed, throws the head of that older gentleman at Super Ugly Goober, and then we get this like fade to the opening credits where we don't know what's happened. To cold Super- open. Yeah, cold open. The first cold open ever in the history of the show. Yeah. In the first opening ever in the history of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was like, so basically what's happening here is that this is like the first time in thousands pre- in of years present day and the white walker is basically being like we're r- back run and tell that yeah yeah you know yeah because like, it's very go del- tell them very deliberate that he lets this one guy live oh yeah yeah uh and the display they put on like when he's running through the forest and there's seemingly like a pack of white walkers yeah, running along some like velociraptor style sounds yeah <laughs> yeah just like the whole thing was a it was totally to freak these guys mm-hmm. out and let them know like bitch winter is coming and yeah freak which it did. which is the name in the name of the episode but yeah no this was pretty much the scene where i was like yeah i'm in on this i'm really? in on this i'm the, gonna so I'm, the first scene is the, op- the opening the, sequence here the whole sequence it's so good and like intriguing and riveting and scary and like fun and you have no idea what's going on and people so th- this is I, I mean and it's and i think the whole episode is fantastic and uh, it, like people have told me before that they needed several episodes to buy in on I've, this show I've heard that and that too. blows so, my mind i actually needed several episodes but it wasn't necessarily because the first episode i didn't think was good it was because i just there there are so many characters introduced to you at one time. Yes. And they all have weird fucking names that it's not like, okay, that guy's John. Like, actually, that guy is John. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not well, like that guy. Like, it's not like that guy's Ross. And you can remember Ross and Rachel and Joey. <laughs> you get, it's harder to remember Cersei and Arya and Sansa and like these crazy fucking names. Yeah. And it, so it just makes it a lot harder to keep the characters um, straight. So I think that made it harder for me to get invested because I feel in general I get most invested in characters more than anything else. Yeah. Then, like, this, then this would take a little bit so more time. And so that's why it took me a couple so episodes. So f- like me, I'm definitely... I'm I'm with you here, Barrett, because it did it blows my mind whenever I talk to somebody and they're like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm like three or four episodes in. I'm not really into it yet, but um, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll see." Right. I'm like, "What?" Because yeah. for me, it was it was so instant and yeah. it, different strokes for different folks. I get it. And some people, Veronica, that's a good point. Maybe if you're one of these people that really needs to be able to identify characters and remember names and shit before you can say you're fully invested, then you need some time with this show because yeah. you meet a ton of characters just in this first episode alone. What I found to be most interesting about that opening sequence is how the white... I mean, granted, we don't know exactly how far this Night's Watch trio traveled from the gates to how far this ranging mission went, but seemingly not too far, and this White Walker was already right there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, And now that could... The explanation could be as simple as they sent one guy down or a few guys down or whatever to pull off this kind of charade to freak everybody out and get the rumors started. Right. But they've been there, man, just hanging. I got a question. Cha. How did Ugly Goober get south of the get south without going back through the wall? This is a good question. Uh he deserts 
Right, which would require him. Would require, which would require him to go back through the wall. Wouldn't maybe it? he was able to like get back to the wall, be like, "Open the gates, uh, we're all back. It's not just me." And then they opened it, and he just shagged ass through I to guess, the other I side. I, that's what we're to assume, because he would have had to have. Well, there's also this. He's discovered by this r- group of of Stark Bannerman Bannerman yeah. who are riding that direction. Maybe because the Night's Watch had reported that reported this guy deserted. Yeah, so he had yeah. gone back in, been like, fuck you guys, I'm out. Bailed north, south of the wall, mm-hmm. and then that's how all this went together. But yeah, it is a little interesting to think about. Well, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, yeah. Because okay, he would have had to have gone back through yeah. the Night's Watch, through yeah. C- Castle Black. Right. Yeah. Assuming that that's the... Yeah. In which Castle- case, I don't understand why he didn't just stay and be like, yo, there's some crazy shit out there. We should tell people. <laughs> we should do something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was just so shook. Yeah, You can support this podcast by checking out Man Outfitters at manoutfitters.com and downloading the Man Outfitters app in the App Store. Man Outfitters is our in-house menswear buying experience here at Grand X. We spend a ton of time on it, super user-friendly. We find the best brands and get the best products from those brands so that you don't have to shop so hard. If you use the code DRAGON at checkout, Dragon. you get 10% off your entire order. Uh, right now, Barrett is super high on all the great fall stuff that we've got on Man Outfitters, including Patagonia. Uh, what else is in here? There's you North like? Face. There's new North Face that's uh, cool. that's real hot, and it's gonna keep you warm too. So double, oh. double entendre. Boom, oh. nailed it. Columbia, um, new yeah. CB shoes. Got some corduroy in there. It's that's cool. Stance socks. Sacks boxers, the most comfortable boxers in the world. So yeah, get on there, peep it. Dragon. Use the code Dragon. Dragon. Get 10% off your entire order on manoutfitters.com. Obviously, if you are a female or a member of society who does not choose to wear men's clothing, buy something for your uncle or your brother or your dad or your boyfriend. Boyfriends or a homeless love guy. getting gifts from manoutfitters.com. They do. Everybody's been saying that. It's proven. Yeah. And if you don't have any of those things, no family, no no loved ones, buy a pair of Saks boxers off manoutfitters.com using the code DRAGON to get 10% off. And dragon. Give them to a homeless person <laughs> to, so that they can keep their junk comfortable too. Ew. Don't ew junk. <laughs> All right. We're back south of the wall to Winterfell uh, where we, we just mentioned the Stark men discover Super Ugly Night's Watch Goober. <laughs> <laughs> Fleeing, uh, fleeing south. First, he's just like ha- running on foot this entire way is funny to me, but that's all we get at that scene. Then we get our first look at the Stark kids, and this was shocking Brand to me. Is so Baby young. Bran! Dude, he was so cute. He was a cute was little so kid. Cute. Like, I get why they cast him. Man, did did puberty hit him with a sack of bricks? It was like the, it's like the opposite <laughs> of the Olsen twins. They like took a gamble on those babies. It turned out real good. Mm-hmm. Brand not so good. Well, he's got time. I I I hate to judge him because like he could be in that awkward stage still. Maybe he'll fill out. Uh, I'm also not convinced. Like I've actually gone online and like look at pictures of him to see if they are doing a prosthetic nose for him. Oh right, <laughs> it's like it's like no, they might be for two reasons. One, because the, he and the Night King both have like a very similar nose. And I don't think that that's an accident. Okay. And then two, he looks like a raven. He's got a I bird know. nose. I think he had a little oh. He had a little bird nose when he was little, but oh. it was just tinier. Okay. This is how noses work. You're, everybody's cute when they're little. Mm-hmm. 
And then not, not you, everybody. Okay. And then your nose grows. And then your, your nose face. grows in, and your face doesn't grow at the same speed at which your nose grew. But that, well, that's your ears sometimes too. So it all comes sometimes back to your nose. I'm just saying, yeah, it happens to a lot of people. But there are a lot nose. of people who are in on this theory that they have slowly but surely made Bran look more and more birdie and, and yeah. Night Kingy. Yeah, but just and look at a normal picture of him. He's got that nose. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're ex- accentuating it. Yeah. yeah, that's a word. Okay. Anyway, the, the thing is, I hadn't watched episode one in three, four years. And, well, two, so two, three years. Damn, those kids were young. It's like full blown watching Harry Potter one mm-hmm. versus the last yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. well, it's been about as long. So. Yeah, no, it's just it's just crazy. So yeah, the, the Stark kids, kids are out there. Rob and John. Uh, Even John looks young, and he was a full grown up. He only looks a little younger because he doesn't have any facial hair. To me, is like, that why? The the parts where we got close ups of his face, he looks pretty much the same. He's aged well. He's he's a good looking dude, but he's he doesn't look too much younger to me. But you know, okay, to each their own. Rob and John are helping Bran do target practice. Uh, Bran's not having much luck shooting arrows. Uh, Ned and Catelyn are up on their little like spot watching, yep. which was interesting because it got referenced repeatedly in this last season, season yep. seven, uh, by Sansa and Arya, and they spent a lot of time up there. It also made me realize this set for Winterfell in episode one, and again, this isn't a complaint, just an, just an observation. observation. Is it feels significantly smaller? I thought so too. It looked teensy. Than than it does later on, and that's this was the pilot episode right, of the show, right. so of course it's going to feel that way. But it's just an interesting, you know, comparison. On our approach to Winterfell, we also got a location tag I on the screen. I noticed that. Yeah, ah. that was funny. Indeed, we did, and we got those throughout the episode. I know, and I'm wondering if we get them. And it's very like you know that 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 always feels like it, you know movies that do that are like the James Bond movies always do that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you, you're the, going to so many different fast locations. Fast and Furious locations, or, or Fast and Furious movies, I think, do that. So it's like it's kind of like an action movie type thing, or mm-hmm. like a spy movie. It's movies where there's a ton of locations, because yeah, otherwise okay. you have to insert a line like, "Man, it's pretty here today in Winterfell." Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. and I, they did insert a lot of those lines introducing characters, like. Oh, that's Jamie Lannister, the Queen's twin brother. Yeah, like. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm 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 curious to see an episode two. I don't know if that is ep- uh, is episode one the only episode that ever got those. That's what I'm wondering. I don't I don't even I, remember them here's, from. Here's I the thing. Episode one. I don't hate it. Oh, I don't hate it. Well, we don't need it now. I don't hate it either. It's got that like level of of like fantasy cheesiness to it that i enjoy though mm-hmm. uh the, my favorite was the king's landing one i honestly didn't even notice the winterfell one when i was watching the winterfell location tag but when king's landing one pops up it's super prevalent like almost in the middle of the screen mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like mm-hmm. king's landing the capital of the seven kingdoms <laughs> yes yeah, so that reminded that gave me like uh hunger games yes vibes. Yes, yes yes like yes. the capital right you know, it's yeah. the capital <laughs> so to get back into Winterfell, uh, Bran is 10 years old. That gets told to us by Ned. He says something like, which one of you was a marksman at 10 mm-hmm. or something like that. So it just like, I love catching these these age indicators for all the characters because it helps me put in perspective how old they're supposed to be now mm. after yeah. season seven. So 10 is where Bran started, which makes more sense to me. I yeah. thought it was like seven or eight. 
I think in the books they might have maybe younger. been younger. Yeah. Okay, then then good for the show to take the time to one thing make that, that distinction. So this is one thing that I actually didn't know until I think maybe a month or so ago. But the 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 TV show actively did change the ages. Yeah, they they fast forwarded basically a little bit on everybody's age. And I think which I didn't realize. I think they did that because a lot of it was just like adult. Well, content yeah, you, I mean, and they you wanted have them to 15 be older. year old Danny right. getting raped by Carl Drogo exactly in episode so one. they made like, him a little bit older yeah. they made her you know 17 year old right. Danny getting raped which is by a, it was a Carl good Drogo. move for the sake of filming and the actors growing up and yeah. stuff too yeah. so it really yeah. worked out uh Rickon same actor didn't also very didn't realize cute. he had maintained his role oh, the yeah, entire yeah. time yeah he's also very very cute very yes very adorable we get Giggling a scene at Bran being a bad at shooting. <laughs> yes, we we get a scene of Sansa crushing Needlepoint. Yeah, yeah, just dominating. And uh, being a little bit bitter about these it. were so much simpler times. <laughs> they they were. Really were, dude. It's just what was everybody's like chilling and happy in Winterfell, and it's like just normal family stuff, and it's such a it's right. Nice, it's nice to see. It's nice to see. <laughs> Arya thinks like she's just like oh this shit's lame. When she's doing the needlepoint, like point. rolling her eyes at like everybody and complimenting you, Sansa, she can hear them practicing outside, and yeah. she's like, "Fuck this!" Gets up, bails, goes and crushes a bullseye, mm-hmm. which there's just the foreshadowing of like Bran sucking at it, and then later becoming the biggest nerd in the history of the world, <laughs> uh, and Arya killing it, and later becoming like the deadliest woman on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Also, props to baby Arya. Who also was very adorable. Yes. So yes. Very, very, very. Macy has grown on me adorableness-wise, even as of late, though. Like, there was a stage there where I was like, ah, she's kind of had these weird teen years mm-hmm. where but it's like, That eh. was also when she was, like, pretty much in drag. Like... Yeah, she, she was dressing was, like a full-blown bl- gothic psychopath. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were dressing her like a little boy. She oh, was I'm in, a little I'm boy. in real life. <laughs> oh. oh, I she feel was, that way in real life. Her style took a weird... It's gotten Turn. more normal again. Though. Yes, she's she growing up. She's now. Yeah, she'll be all right. You know, yeah. We get our first winter is coming from Ned. Winter is coming. When, uh, <laughs> when he's like, he wants to take Bran to watch him chop this guy's head off, and mm-hmm. Catelyn's <laughs> like, he's too young. <laughs> he won't be a boy forever, and winter is coming. And winter is coming, which is classic Ned. Yeah, you know? classic. He has to go execute super ugly goober deserter from the Night's Watch, who's mumbling about White Walkers. So it's the first time it's kind of explained to us that that's what they're called, White Walkers, and that there's some former knowledge of their possible existence. Mm. And everyone just thinks he's a nut, Mm -hmm. that he's a madman, is what Ned calls him. Um, Theon gives Ned his massive sword, which I can't remember the name of it. Ice. Ice, yes, thank you. Which is the one that was melted down later to form the two swords, one of which goes to Joffrey, the other of which goes to Jaime, and then Brienne, by the way. Uh oh! But the thing that was crazy about it is the sheath for ice. Is that right? I'm pretty sure. Okay. The sheath for ice, well, because they kill Ned, take his sword. But ice is not a Valyrian steel sword. It's not. I'm asking. Oh, it is. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes. Okay. It's melted down and reforged into two Valyrian steel swords. Um, the sheath for ice is a full is a wolf. The thing that Theon is holding mm-hmm. when Ned pulls it out, it's like comically large sword in this episode. <laughs> it's rid- it is huge. It's ridiculous, but the, it, he pulls it out of a wolf. Coolest sheath ever. We get the first like blood of the show when he chops this dude's head off, and they go. this is when it was like, 
oh yeah this is an hbo show yeah because there's just blood like squirting out the end of this dude's head for a good five seconds for no reason whatsoever it's not the first blood we saw a head chopped off five minutes early but that was clean it was like a clean cut mm. with the whatever their crazy weapons are that the uh, that the yeah. white walkers have this was like splurting Ugh. it was gross um Ned and Bran have this big conversation where Bran, he's explaining to Bran why he had to do what he's what he did, why he had to execute this man. And Bran asks him like, "Well, are, are, are all the stuff he's saying about the White Walkers are the White Walkers real? Or are they back? Or what? What's the deal?" And Ned said, "The White Walkers have been gone for thousands of years." So there's some more time context there to put. I think in, he actually says a thousand years. I think he says thousands I he said of thousands, years. But I mean, thousands. I, yeah. That's what I thought he said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a long time. I don't even. Okay, but then I don't understand that because I thought the White Walkers maybe came uh, every winter or something. Every long winter, maybe. Every long winter, and maybe is there hasn't been a works? long one for thousands of years. Is that how it works? Maybe like, I don't know where they've been. Yeah, there, and there's there's also there's also kind of a. I, I think that kind of I think that seasons in Westeros can last different times and they can right. also last years right like hundreds of years they can last a really really long so time. like you can be in summer for 25 years i feel like right and i i got that but i just i guess i'm confused about then what's making them rise now of all i don't know I so mean, that so that's actually that is a popular question and something that is asked and studied on like reddit forums and and mm. and, and all of that is like what is basically like do the White Walkers coming around every thousand, two thousand years bring the Long Night with them, or mm. does or do this? Does the season change into the Long Night, and that brings the White and Walkers? That's out. when they're okay. allowed to come out. So right. it, it's it, it's we're not really sure as to like huh. which precedes which. Okay, so but it is supposed to be that they like there are winters, but it's only the long winters. Yeah, and the long winters okay. is like when the White Walkers have been out before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, some backstory on... I mean, it's also, you got to take... This is just Ned saying they've been gone for thousands of years. That right, doesn't right, make right, it right. a fact. Yeah. It just is what it is. Uh, they come upon a dead stag on the way back to Winterfell. They discover this dying direwolf who has been, you know, stabbed in a battle with this stag and her five pups. Theon calls that direwolf a freak, which... We kind of start to get the beginning of his shitty personality here. Yeah. Yeah. Why does he want to kill these little pups so bad? Because he's just kind of an asshole. Yeah. But it's just ironic that he calls it a freak, and he's a freak by he's the end a of this thing. Freak. Also, yeah. I don't. Also, here's another thing that I don't understand. What's so okay? The Greyjoys were defeated also in the in Robert's Rebellion, right? Mm-hmm. And Theon is a prisoner. Yeah. Basically, but then is also like walking around holding the sword and shit. Because he's raised by them yeah. at this point. It, he's like a member of their family. Yeah, I don't get that. What's up it's with just, that? It's just, I mean, he's their captor, their captive, but since the captor is Ned. But he gets a sword and stuff. But and Ned just like but raises him. Ned allowed his family to live and continue to rule the Iron Islands, in ex- but are keep keeping him as kind of like a. A version of an oath, sort of. Like, like don't okay. fucking come back over here. Stay on your islands. We have your son if you change your mind. I don't huh. really know. Yeah. It, it is a weird stupid. situation. But I think the Ned, the Honorable Ned Stark's personality and morals and his code is what leads 
Theon to be a full-blown almost son to him. Yeah. Who's allowed to walk around yeah, with a sword and be a dickhead. he's not going to let him... I mean, he's not going to imprison a little kid. Well, but uh, why don't you just but give him back if he's so Yeah. Noble? Yeah, I don't know. That's I a good don't know. question. I don't know. It is a... Yeah. That's a good question. John... Uh, Says I'm not a stock for the first time yes, here. Yes, he does. Yes, and he does. Kind of points out, you know, it, whatever. That's a thing. We all know. Uh, <laughs> they find that sixth dire wolf for him, the runt of the litter. It's all white. Ghost. Cute puppies, those little dogs. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Wish we'd see them once in a while. Pretty important in this episode and in the whole first season. Don't see them very much. Back. Yeah, they were very important in the whole first season when they were, were just the size of normal dogs and, and required and no they, yeah. CGI. And they Amazing. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't need budget for dragons. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a break real quick, and we'll be right back to hop over to King's Landing for the first time. Hello, friends. This is producer Micah. You probably know me on this podcast as the guy who whispers, Dragon, about 15 times a podcast. Well, guess what? I've got a special announcement for you. We've partnered with our friends over at mybookie.ag to get you a 100% cash sign-up bonus with your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code OCC, that's OCC like oysters, clams, and cockles, to get a 100% bonus on your first deposit. MyBookie has been in business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They've got the fastest payouts in the industry. Seriously, only two business days. I would only recommend a service to the listeners that's been good to me, and that's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie. They've got live in-game betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business, as well as an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go super easy. Okay, so join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with a 100% bonus. Use promo code OCC to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. How about touching base listener Sam Skinner who said, I'm so confused by touching base, but I also need an episode every day for the rest of my life. That's a great point, Sammy Skins. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. You know what we are? We're a podcast, and nothing's off limits. We will touch on every base possible. If you got a base, I'm touching it. So is Dylan. So is Will. Listen to us. Subscribe. Leave a review. Okay, we're back. Uh, we hit King's Landing real quickly, which, again, we're told by the on-screen caption that says King's oh. Landing, capital of seven kingdoms. It's like almost a, uh, in the... Uh, what do you call it? Like the horizon or where they yeah. sh- showed it? It was like a Disney castle. Just like, oh, yeah. here's the yeah. castle that we're gonna come look at now. So Very we come cute. in on we come in on John Aaron's funeral, which, as we know, through context and further things, is a big, re- big deal here. This is why all this. It's one of the many things we get in episode one that kickstarted all of the other events that take right. place throughout the series. Yeah, John Aaron was the hand of the king. He's the one whose death Littlefinger orchestrated through his wife, Lysa, none of which we find out for a while. But right. Yeah, so the, the interesting thing to note here with, uh, with all of the hindsight that we have now is that when Jamie and, and Cersei are sitting there talking about, like, does anybody know, they're not actually talk about, talking about the fact that they, they killed him because they did they not. Didn't. Right. They're talking about that, that they're, they're having an affair. they're having an affair and that the kids are probably not actually Baratheons. And that John Aaron might have been aware of their affair. I right, that's what yeah. they're worried yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he go to did his grave with the knowledge, else? or did he right. tell anybody else? Right. But it's like it kind of sa- It kind of sounds like, and then later with the with the letter from from uh, Lysa, that they're actually talking about. You know, right? They plotted to kill him. They set this and, all up beautifully. The show yep. 
the yes. George R. R. Martin, uh, so that you you suspect them yes. immediately. And now we know that Littlefinger and Lysa actually killed John Aaron, and then put this whole thing in motion right. by telling Catelyn and Ned in that letter that it was the it was the Lannisters that killed John Aaron. Freaking liars, man! Yeah. Makes you feel even less bad about. Littlefinger getting his I've later never, on. I never, I felt no badness <laughs> toward that. Um, there's fans out there who did. Really? There's some. A very Jared, just Jared. <laughs> it's Jared. <laughs> yeah. So we see Jamie and Cersei for the first time, and uh, Jamie has the ridiculous like Shrek Prince haircut mm-hmm. going, and but other than oh, that, yeah, he does. There, he it, does look just like the Prince from Shrek. The exact same. <laughs> it's it's so it's, <gasps> oh it's like God. laughably bad hair, but Cersei looks pretty much. The, the same. same with her long hair, though, but mm. hotter because of the hair. Yes, because of the good, good hair. Good hair. Cersei with the good hair. Cersei with the good hair. Yeah. She's not like totally solidified herself as a villain yet. She's had like very few. Yeah, but she gives off good ev- evil vibes. Yeah, from her she's, facial like, expressions great, and her. But you don't know. I feel like she doesn't have a lot of lines in this. Right. Jamie seems like the bad guy more than she does. He. he yes. maybe, I could take that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why. That's that's definitely on purpose. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Also, she's aged very well. Mm. The actress who plays Lena Hetty, Cersei, yeah. Lena Hetty, very well, good for her. Uh, then we bounce back to Winterfell, where Ned's praying in the Godswood, and Catelyn tells him his that, that John Arryn apparently was like a father to him. Yeah, and t- she she has to inform him that John Arryn is dead. He's not all that upset about it at first. Mm-hmm. He gets mm-hmm. more upset later, I think, and like in episode two, like when he gets to King's Landing and shit. But up front, like he's just kind of like, man, that's a bummer. Yeah. Sucks. Love John. Well, because fe- they'd say a fever took him. Yeah, that he just like ran right through him mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, happens, you know. But sure. She also tells him that the king is coming, yep. along with everybody else, all the other Lannisters, down to Winterfell, and they know the reason. They know it's because yeah. up front they're gonna. <laughs> he's gonna ask John to replace, or he's gonna ask Ned to replace John Aaron as hand of the king. And then we get some pale British sexy boys who. <laughs> Who are the pale British sexy boys? John and Rob and Theon. Oh, when they're doing their all getting their, their haircuts. haircuts. Yeah, yeah, they're those are pale and not as jacked as they are this day. Yeah, well, they're all younger, and but I just love how yeah they 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 got the they were like there's no sun in Winterfell, so all of you stay out of the sun, get as pale <laughs> as your British ass can. Well, they they're British, so they yeah, probably so were pale anyway. Right, it's yes, like yeah. yeah, but yes, they are very <laughs> white in that in that particular scene. Yeah, uh, we get a funny line about. How Catelyn says we'll need plenty of candles for Lord Tyrion's chamber. I'm told he reads all night when they're mm-hmm. preparing for the Lannisters to arrive. <laughs> and uh, w- what's the maester that they got? Maester Lewin. R.I.P. Uh, says I'm told he drinks all night. So it's our first little look into the to the imp, which they stop calling him, by the way. Yeah, Peter Dinklage also has gotten much, has aged very well. Like he's gotten much better looking. I well, feel like. they made him look like shit in these. His hair is absolutely awful. Yeah, I feel like the beard suits his face. Yeah. I agree with that too. Like he, yes. it like, yeah. I think so too. It, he looks impish yes. in yes. this episode more than he ever will ever again. Yeah. On purpose, and and I don't mean that in an offensive way, obviously. Um, we also get Bran climbing. Mm. Climbing the walls of Winterfell. He's an idiot. Old dumbass Bran. Old climbing ass Bran. Mom catches him, makes him promise not to climb anymore. Catelyn acknowledges how fast the direwolves are growing because Bran's little yeah. direwolf puppy is already like very cute puppy, six months old mm-hmm. by size comparison. For some reason, they just grow real quick. 
Then the Lannisters arrive, and the, the funniest thing to me watching the Lannisters roll in was the Hound's helmet. Oh, I know. Which is a massive yeah. dog. Yes. That kind Fil- of bounces silly. open and close yeah. while yeah. he's uh-huh. driving. Cartoonish. So I wish he had stuck with that <laughs> just throughout the throughout the history of the show. If you go, I mean, I think this is talked about in the books, and if you go, like, look at, you can find, like, some pretty cool illustrations uh, online yeah. of, of some of this. But, like, the the helmets are a thing. Like, For Robert sure. Baratheon's helmet during Robert's Rebellion has, like, a massive stag antlers coming out of it. And, like... Which would be mm. completely ridiculous in yeah. battle, by the way. Your yeah. head would just be weighed down. But, yeah, no... You're exactly right. I've seen a lot of these illustrations that are done based on the books mm-hmm. by artists and fans, like the like, and yeah. uh, they're pretty crazy. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that uh, that hound helmet though is is pretty. Yeah, that's definitely very funny. Yeah. It was silly. Weirdly, silly. we see Hodor for the first time in this lineup when they've got all the Starks lined up, minus Arya, who's not arrived yet. Uh, Where was he? I didn't H- see him. Hodor's far left on, of the line. Oh my I didn't god! See him I didn't He's just see him. just standing there. No lines. No character yet. But Hodor. Hodor there. Yeah. Hodor. Hodor. Oh, uh, Arya finally does run up wearing a helmet. More foreshadowing to the way she's going to be. Sansa is just all about Joffrey already. Episode one. I didn't remember her being so Sansa. She was so. She was very easy to dislike. Yeah. She is a normal I like her. She's a normal teenage fucking girl. It's all I ever wanted. Okay, think about any 13-year-old girl and the like cool cute guy in school. She's a You're going to be into him. And this guy's a prince. Yeah, She's thanks, a character. Society. You don't have to go get your MRS degree, okay? You can be whatever you want to be. Y- she's a character from president. my super sweet 16. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> She's a character from my super sweet 16. She's super bratty. She I fucks Joffrey, he does it back. Dude, Joffrey, not a cute kid. Mm-mm. No. No, no, he's not. Robert and Ned reunite. They haven't seen each other in nine years. That's how much yeah. time had passed since Robert Robert's rebellion when Ned was placed to be warden of the north and Robert became king in uh, king of King's the Landing. Yep. Yeah. Nine years. So I never had that context really mm-hmm. either in mm-hmm. my mind. Um one of, other than the 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 fact that Robert Baratheon is just a, a, an absurd character and a very funny character, he he's just a funny character. he's a great big fat drunken womanizing nut. Yeah, and he tells Bran as he's going down the line like addressing each Stark child. Oh, this was he cute. makes Bran flex and oh, he's yeah. like, that was ah, so cute. you'll be a soldier. You'll be a soldier. That was yeah. cute. Like, that he nah, for the little boy. You'll actually be a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Or or bird, or a bird. But Bird's you, you, you most definitely will not be a soldier. In <laughs> fact, you'll be paralyzed from the waist down before this episode In ends. About fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great insight there, Robert. Um, we find out they rode for a month to get to Winterfell, so that's the amount of time it takes to get from King's Landing. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yes. <laughs> not anymore. But here, they yes. got one of those Elon Musk hyperloops up there <laughs> yeah. now, so well, see, it's it's totally it changed everything. Right. Exactly. But that's one of the things that was so likable about this episode, and I love the episode as a whole. It, there's like a lot of context put into place mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. things, like how long it would take you to get from here to there, and all these different things that, like, maybe in hindsight, we don't need those things forever. Like, once you've explained to us how long it would take to get from King's Landing to Winterfell via mm-hmm. caravan, royal caravan at that, which I assume is slightly slower Probably than riding slower, by yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it just gives you... I'm saying by the time we get down to season seven, eight, 
they've done their do they've done their work mm-hmm. and we oh, shouldn't yeah. complain as much as we do but well that's why we complain because they put this in our brains we're like we we were given all this great insight month. what do you mean yeah yeah here. we were given all this great insight <laughs> and detail early on that we felt like we no longer get towards the end but anyway um all that robert wants to do when they arrive in winterfell is go pay his respects to liana First Immediately. thing he says his words, like, take me to your crypts. I want to pay my respects. Much to Cersei's delight. Yes. So <laughs> he's very good to his wife, Cersei. <laughs> J- uh, old Georgie boy has basically, he's ruled out two potential spinoffs. There's like two that he's just like been like, nah, not happening. One is Duncan Egg, which is like a spinoff of his own that he's written a bunch about. And he's been, he's mm-hmm. put the kibosh on that one. And then he's also put the kibosh on a Robert's Rebellion spinoff. Such a bummer. Which is a real bummer. And even though I know I know the stakes aren't as high in it because you like, know the ending. Because we know the ending and we know what happens. I still want to explore that world would, so much more. It still see seems like that. a cool story. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. like there's a lot we don't know. And it was obviously very complicated. Has, I mean, it's the end of a like five hundred year Targaryen reign. I yeah. mean, it's it's like a very important historical yes, event. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I, that would have been the most interesting one to me if I was going to get to pick one. It's a I shame agree. that he's totally not in on it. And it does suck that it would have been one where we knew the ending, but I think there would have been enough good juice in there. Oh, there oh, yeah. would have been for so sure, much. For sure. I, the thing is, what he said about that is, I don't want to, it's not going to be that because all you need to know, you're going to know f- from Game of Thrones. Like, we didn't huh. get enough flashbacks or anything. Yeah, like, okay. He just doesn't want to do exactly, it straight Exactly, that's up. He bullshit. He just doesn't want to do because it. Because he has, trust me, he has like... N- written novels about the shit that we don't know right right that happened there yeah. that and we'll just, never see i feel like even if we know it all it would just still be cool to see it yeah. i think yeah yeah anyway to move on robert tells ned he wants him to be handed the king he says uh fine i'm not trying to honor you i'm trying to get you to run my kingdom while i eat drink and whore I am not my way of the honor while i whore my way to an early grave which he obviously well, kind of does Sets that stuff up for him. I forgot that Ned's name was Lord Eddard Stark mm-hmm. because it had just been so long since I'd heard that. Mm-hmm. But when he calls him, he addresses him as that. I was like, hey, had to make a note. Uh, Robert goes on to say, you helped me win the Iron Throne. Now help me keep the damn thing. We were meant to rule together. If your sister had lived, we'd have been bound by blood. Well, it's not too late. I have a son. You have a daughter. We'll join our houses. So a lot here about things we found out later, which A, no. His sister was in love with another guy, not Robert. Robert's refusal to accept that is what started, presumably, this yes. enti- the entire war that led to him being on the throne. So that's all a lie. Yep. Uh, and then, I have a son, you have a daughter, we'll join our houses. His son is the evilest little shit in the history of little shits. It's, yeah. That's terrible. So all bad and wrong things here that come out of his mouth. Uh, we get Tyrion for the first time, who's, like we said, terrible hair. And he's the opening scene to him is him pounding a drink while getting a blowjob. Aye, which is gross. I don't like hearing those sounds. There was quite a bit of slurping, which a lot of the a lot of the over the top sexual stuff like this in particular, and all the nudity in this in this whole scene with Tyrion in the whorehouse is what they kind of got away from as the show went on. Mm. I feel like to maybe get themselves taken a little more seriously. But I miss it, man. Like, <laughs> it. I I really do because like the that's the feel of like the medieval yeah absurdity of the medieval times. Yeah, for the first four seasons, it was totally like a necessary part of the show. It's why it was such like 
yeah pulpy fun as right. well as a really good like dramatic um television show you yeah know, with good writing and good character development so yeah no i'm i just yeah i wish we got more of it recently I, yeah is all i'm saying I feel like nobody's got time for it right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't need it anymore. I'm, I, I got, I got too much else on the plate. You know what Fair I mean? Fair enough. And I guess most of it was provided but by Tyrion, and he's pretty much out on whores at this point. So we got a little bit of it more recently. We got to, I mean, that was love. We saw Those were Grey loves. Worm go down. You saw, you saw where his head was. Yeah, I'm just saying. I saw, you saw where his head was. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Robert tells Ned he dreams about killing Rhaegar Targaryen every night. Oh, that's healthy. Which is, yeah, that's real healthy. <laughs> and Ned says, it's done, your grace. The Targaryens are gone, to which Robert responds, not all of them. And that takes us into seeing Danny for the first time ever. And what Barrett informs me is Pintos. Yes. Because the whole time I was, I, we probably got a location thing for all I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just need to be paying attention, doing more reading it on the screen. Pentos, just across the narrow sea. Ah. Just across Just it. across the narrow sea. Where... The the craziest shit to me was like how much more subdued and like beaten down Danny's character is. Such a little bitch. I wouldn't call her a little bitch. She's just that's where she's at in life. She has had a rough go at it. Her brother is is basically in charge of her entire life. Is a lunatic, and it's crazy how much her character changes. Her character development, if anything, should be a testament to how far she's come. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, hell, that. But that's that's uh, that we heap praise on this show for that exactly. I mean, right? Her her arc and Sansa's arc are both like it's incredible. Even Tyrion's and Jamie's like they're like 180s, and then they 180 again, and then they like. I mean, it's all that's really the show's so good. The person who has maintained, I guess evilness is is Cersei. Yeah. She's gone. She hasn't had a whole lot of back and forth, but even within her where she stayed on a moral ground mm-hmm. has had a lot of stuff happen that sure. kept it super interesting. Whereas mm-hmm. yeah, like all the other characters you just named, there's so much like up and down and around and mm-hmm. that that is what makes the show so great. And and it's what makes going back and watching it, episode 1 so fun mm-hmm. is to see where they all started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Viserys makes Danny strip down and like gropes her. It made me wonder like if maybe they ever had sex, if he ever did force himself upon her. I don't want to know the answer. I just that am was, saying it was a weird scene, and I it was it was so weird. And so they like introduced incest when it wasn't even that wasn't even the incest couple. Well, we, I'm saying we don't know that. Like the Targaryens were notorious. Yeah, for that, but that's that's it makes sense because of Targaryen history. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. I Ugh. get. That's what I'm saying, though. It's very Im- heavily scene. implied. But I wanted. I I just out of curiosity, my brain was immediately like, I wonder if it ever happened. I think probably not. Don't you think he needs to like promise her as a virgin to people? Yeah, I don't know. Viserys sucks and is a super creep. So, so that scene though was creepier and more off-putting than Jamie. And Cersei actually boning. Like, that oh, yeah. was grosser. Yeah, well, there's a lot more creepy vibes to it. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, credit to Viserys, the guy who played him, because I never really gave him his due, I don't feel like, when I was watching the first few episodes of the show. He's very, very good and hateable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck that guy. I want to <laughs> punch so him. so good at being a little I punch whiny him. bitch. He's sniveling. Mm-hmm. Sniveling. That's yeah, a great he's a yes. sniveler. Yes. Yes. Danny gets in a hot tub after being sexually molested by a brother. That's it's uh, too hot. Yeah, it's too hot, lady. my lady. It's too hot, my lady. 
Not, but she's not. but she's fine. But she's totally fine. And and we all know why. Uh, then she's uh, introduced to Kal Jogo. Illyrio is the name of the man who has arranged all this, who has been is keeping Viserys and Danny safe in Pentos, uh, is setting up this meeting with the Dothraki so that they can try to go but take back the Iron Throne and at this point so that Viserys can rule. Uh, anyway, that's the guy's name, Illyrio. I'm wondering, does anybody remember what happens to Illyrio? Does he still have a payday coming? Because he set all this up and with the promise of like obviously being taken care of when she takes back the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, yeah, I think he does have a payday coming. I don't know where that guy's at. I can't remember if he died. No, I mean, I don't I, think he died. I don't, I don't think, think he, he did. died. I think they were just like, bye, thanks for your. Doesn't he? Isn't he part of who helps Vis, uh, Varys and Tyrion get away from King's Landing? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That's what I I'm asking. No. If you're if you're listening, uh, give us a tweet or a voicemail. Yes, Explain Illyrio does. I do think uh, I li- when he tells Viserys that the people are drinking secret toasts to their health, they cry out for their true king. Yes, mm. we got a callback to that. I think in this most recent season. Yes, we did. About like, Danny mocks the quote. Yes, she's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The people drink secret toasts to your health. They cry out to the true king. And I think she says it to Tyrion. Maybe on yeah, the cliffside. So. If but I it's, believe it's so. very, it's very much you know relevant that like that these you know sycophants tell these would-be rulers, you know, about how much they're deserving of their... For their own yeah. Right. throne, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, we also get the line from Viserys where he tells Danny, I would let his whole tribe fuck uh. you, all 40,000 men and their horses too, if that's what it took, which pretty much solidifies him as a terrible guy yeah. for the remainder of the show. Then we bounce back to Winterfell. That's where we get into the thing where, Barrett, you brought up the line, she's begging her mother to let her go be with Joffrey for the chance to be queen. Please, please. It's the only thing I've ever wanted, which again, harkens perfectly to season seven with Arya and the mind games that they played with each other and how all that unfolded. It really was the only thing she ever wanted. She was obsessed with the idea of being queen at such a young age. Uh, It was hilarious how at the banquet between all the, the, the uh, Lannisters and the Starks, Robert, King Robert, is just kind of in the background, like making out with fat whores uh. in the banquet hall in front of everyone, including his wife. <laughs> like he's the worst husband ever. While Jon Snow is out sword fighting against a, uh, a pretend a dummy, when Uncle Benjamin rides up for the first time, fully alive. So many important characters in the show that it is insane. That, that's what I'm saying. That's it's hard to keep track. I know of. it. I know it. But it's also. Really crazy to think about, like, small roles from this episode. Like, Uncle Benjamin didn't seem to be all that important in episode right. one of and season he one. He plays an enormous part six seasons later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, that. that's the beauty of Game of Thrones. There, I think I think Benjamin might know about John. It did kind of seem that way. I because like when he, they're talking about the wall... By the way, I want to talk, comment on this scene for a couple of reasons. One, why would you ever want to go to the wall? The wall sucks. Taking the black sucks. And John's like begging him. It's like basically a prison sentence. And John's the only person to ever have wanted to go. They view it as like a. So I don't. And I wonder. I I don't know why Benjen went. Anyway, Benjen tells him like, basically like, you got to think about whether that's something you really want. Like, none of us will ever have families. We'll never father a son. Mm -hmm. And John says, I don't care about any of that. And Benjen says, You you might might if if you you knew knew what what it meant. meant. Oh shit! That is a very, very good point. 
because otherwise, why? What would that mean? Like, it, I it's, think it's either we one the of viewer th- are supposed to be like, oh, what? How much it don't mean to you someday to have a family? No, no, no I know. They, what we the so yeah, are but those are the think. two possible implications. One that he'd be like, you don't understand, like how cool it is to have a family, which is just right. lame and not very Benjamin. Right. Or that. You're not actually a Stark. You're su- you're gonna want that family one day, bro. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. a good one, Barrett. I did not notice that one or pick it up. Thank you. Uh, he also says the wall isn't going anywhere. To yeah. John, well, which, eh? <laughs> but yeah, I also I made that note. Why did John is the only person who ever wanted to go to the Night's Watch? Because I think everybody he... else, it's like rapists, murderers, right. family outcasts. Yeah, they're not great. Guys. But I think he feels like he's an outcast, he a does. family outcast, and this would be his way to like be, his own to like man. have honor sure. and like do something like yeah. valiant that he's not going to be able to. Also, do. to the credit of the, of the Night's Watch, many of the men who were sent there, in like Samuel, for instance, did not do anything wrong, and some of them that are accused of things, true, true, did not do those things they were accused of either, yeah. mm-hmm. which is what we find out. Many of the men at the Night's Watch are much more honorable than than the yeah. rest of the realm believes them to be. Uh, Tyrion and John meeting is where we get the great quote from Tyrion where he says, let me give you some advice, bastard. Uh, like, wear, wear that, like some armor, no one can use it against you, blah, blah, blah. One of the best quotes ever of the show. And yeah. it's just an interesting insight into Tyrion's entire character persona. He says all dwarves are bastards in their father's eyes, whatever. Uh... Benjen and Ned are reunited. They discuss the, the the goober that he had to execute. They discuss the dire wolves south of the wall, uh, and the talk of the walkers. It like them acknowledging to each other that all these things, these odd things, are happening. That winter is coming. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, Catelyn tries to make small talk with Cersei, and Cersei's just like a drunk bitch to him, and and rightfully so. She's being completely mistreated by her husband. At this point in the show, I just... She's not rightfully a bitch to Catelyn. If you're sitting in a chair watching your husband openly cheat on you in front of other people and someone's trying to make small talk with you, you're going to be polite to them? I just kind of felt for her. I was like, Yeah. I'd be in a bad mood too. Yeah, I mean, but also, don't you think she's used to it at this point? Like, She should be. She is. A, she's a more sympathetic of a character at that moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jamie and Ned have their first conflict when Jamie confronts him, doesn't let him get past him, is just being an obnoxious kind of ass and talks some shit about how he 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 needs some competition in the tournament that's going to happen later or whatever. It just starts to build that that whole conflict between the two of them. Arya shoots food at Sansa, hits her in the face. Very Arya. All, their whole the sister sister part of this show from season seven and season one set up so perfectly because yeah. are they, they, just credit just to George R. R. Martin again. Yeah, that like they never got up. But I mean, that's sisters. Uh, that's, that's how, uh, that's that's how that siblings like, fight. Exactly. And that's what I like about this too, that even though it's this magical show in this different era, it's yeah. like still, I mean, that's how sisters are. And there are know? plenty of, el- there are tons of elements of realism and, right. and, and, and yeah. Like just no, real absolutely. people. Um, back in the Starks' chambers, Caitlin, Catelyn, rather, does not want Ned to go south and become Hand of the King. Maester Lewin delivers the raven from the Eyrie from Lysa, which we referenced earlier, telling them that Jon Arryn was murdered by the Lannisters and that the king is in danger, which further triggers everything else that happens on this show. 
Uh, Catelyn tries to convince Ned not to go south. She says, your father and brother rode south once on a king's demand. And she's referencing, obviously, when Ned's father and brother went to King's Landing and got roasted by... Yeah, which the, which the show never really goes f- any further into that story. That's it. That's all we ever got from from that actual thing that happened. We know it happened from book readers and right, from Reddit right, and from yeah. all the... But, yeah, pretty important piece of the puzzle yeah. that never gets touched on again. Hmm. We then got the, Darth, the, the uh, Dothraki wedding, which might have been the other main point of this show of episode one where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in. I'm all in on this show. <laughs> the Dothraki wedding? Yes, it was just chaos, yep. like twerking. I think that was the first thing of the show. I was like, what am I watching? I, like, almost, I almost felt like a little bit embarrassed for myself, like watching that scene alone, like was it was like, a little pornographic. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like where you're like, uh, is this? Am I doing something wrong? Maybe like, is this weird that I'm watching this show? The twerking and the fighting and the orgy and the it just it, it's an incredible scene. The way they played all this out with the Dothraki is so good. Uh, we get one little context point. Viserys says he's waited 17 years to get his throne back. Did he ever sit on the throne? No. So what the hell? They're just poor phrasing by him, I guess. We'll chalk it up to that. Uh, two Dothraki take turns railing a chick, and then they fight over, and, and one of them gets murdered. And that's when Ilario points out, a Dothraki wedding without at least three deaths is considered a dull affair, which is a fantastic quote. And also, uh, as it turns out, a Westeros wedding will yes. also have <laughs> at least three deaths. Draws a very stark <laughs> comparison to a later wedding of, uh, of considerable amounts of death. I it does. That's when we meet Jorah. Yes. I I did not remember that it was so early on that he was introduced to the story. My note is Jorah been around quite a while. <laughs> That's a good note. Yeah. That's a good note. Yeah, he rolls up, introduces himself as Sir Jorah Mormont of Bear Island, says he served her father for many years. He gives her some books, songs and histories of the Seven Kingdoms, uh, so that she can help educate herself on the, the land she hopes to rule. Mm-hmm. Three books, actually. Three books. So. She's going to come back real learned. She's going to be learned. <laughs> yeah. Songs and histories. She'll know three Everything. books worth of them. <laughs> uh, and then he just gets totally outdone by Illyrio. He's like, oh, that's cool, man. Three books. Here, here's three dragon eggs. What He just outgifted everyone else so hard. Well, okay. But he doesn't know that there's oh, really live dragons in there. So it's at the time really just like cool it's like a net pretty paperweight also like, at thanks. the time still very also, valuable at the yeah. time there aren't real live dragons in them they are not he even says the ages have turned oh. them to stone but they will always be beautiful yes this isn't like a chicken egg where there's yolk and something like it can grow into a chicken that's not the circumstance danny and her magic and her destiny taking them into the fire are what awakened them yes animated them right whatever. like it's it's there's something more to... I'm saying we didn't know right. at well, the yeah, time yeah. that this was possible. No, but we did know, even to, to my outgifting point, very, very, very valuable. Because Viserys mm-hmm. tries to steal them later right? To and says something, like in another episode, like several episodes from now, says something along the lines of like, I can at least buy one army with these two dragon eggs or whatever. So mm-hmm. anyway. So, uh, what? Never mind, I don't remember what I was going to say. No, Cal Jogo gives Danny uh, a horse... An all-white horse matches her hair, and that too. at this point, Sir Jorah kind of starts to act as Danny's sidekick. Like this is when we first kind of see him moving to become, uh, you know, a, a helper to her. 
He's like her translator, basically, right here. And he says, there is no word for thank you in Dothraki. And anytime he talks now, I get a little bit of a smile because he's just the most distinct way of speaking <laughs> ever. And there's so many impressionists who do such a good job of Jorah. Makes me laugh. Cal uh, Drago takes Danny out to a scenic cliff where Danny starts crying. He says, no. She says, do you know the common tongue? He says, no. She says, is that the only word you know? He says, no. And no. He had a lot of no's and then some, some, I, and then technically, some no, and then some no's from her, you know? Yeah, technically some, I, the, the rape is, they're not married at that point no, yet, are they? No, Or they are, I guess they are they're married, married at that point, yeah. They're consummating the marriage. Yeah, correct. By force. By force. Back in Winterfell, the Hound and Tyrion have a great interaction uh, where for the Hound's hair is much more oh. like he was recently set on yeah. fire. <laughs> it's not good. It's not the best. They, I, it, the makeup people got better and better as shit yeah. went on. But yeah, he looks more deformed in this episode than he does later on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if more, def- just less realistic. Yeah. It is less realistic. Yeah, you know? sure. That's fair. Uh, makeup team wasn't on their A game for the pilot. Yet. Yeah. But I will say they the Hound's there. character and his dialogue are great. Very, very comparable to the Hound throughout the series and even later. Like, he still has great lines like, it's not hunting if you pay for it, mm-hmm. or whatever about the hookers. Um, Ned and Robert are leaving to go on this boar hunt, which is, if I'm not mistaken, when Ned is leaving and him and Bran make this little eye contact, is that the last time they see each other alive? Ned and Bran? Yes. Because Bran then climbs the wall to see his father off to watch their their mm-hmm. you know yeah, little group right away. I think, I think you're right. And Jamie, he obviously stumbles upon Jamie and Cersei doing yeah. it doggy style, and uh, Jamie drops the things I do for love and kicks pushes rather Bran out that window. Then Bran goes into, well, I mean, what, we, yeah. what we'll get into next week. But I think it might be the last time they see each other alive. I think you're right. I think yeah. You might be right. Too. However, Bran does see Ned more. Right. Through his abilities that he that he gains. Anyway, all in all, episode one, season one. If I had to score it, I'm giving it an eight. Uh, it's it's very very very. It's a if you're gonna do a setup episode to pitch a story to to people and get them interested and have them wanting or needing more. I've never watched a show that did a better job with a with a pilot than this one ever. And this is, you know, Barrett and I were talking off mic. It's probably like the 10th time I've seen this. Mm-hmm. So many times I've watched episode one. And it still got me like, fuck, I want to watch the second one right now. <laughs> yeah. And I have to wait. And there was a lot of people out there who said the same thing. Like, you're making us use a lot of, uh, you know, self-control here to not just keep watching the yeah. show. Yeah. But you got to stick with it. The night's rewatch. We do one a week, damn it. One a week and one a week only. What would you we score? Want to make it last. What would you score episode one if you had to give it a score, a hindsight score? Um, I'm. I think maybe like a. Okay, a hindsight score. Yeah, maybe around an eight. This is hard. Maybe yeah, around the pro- an eight. The problem. I'm. I don't think I'm going to score episodes because. It, they're like it's not going to drop below a seven, and I'm not going to give anything right, really right. a ten. So they're all in like the healthy part of the curve. You know, all what I mean? really yeah, good. It's yeah, a, I yeah. mean, it's I've, hard I mean, because like, I I know what my 
issues were with it when I first watched it was that it was just so much information. Yeah. It was too much information. I And that no longer exists as Exactly. A and now I'm like, oh, yeah, this thing, that is helpful. That's if fair. If I was paying attention to this very tiny line at the time. You That's know? fair. We won't... Sw- we won't score. You know, my, my broader thought from this um, from this episode is is more that uh, the show did really change in between seasons one and and really even like I'd say I'd say I'd say three even, mm-hmm. um, but the, it has more of like. It's a little kitschier. It's a little like more fantasy, more action movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got like clear cut bad guys and good guys right now. Right. It's just you know, it's just it's so it's in, it's really going to be interesting to see to watch that progression. Yeah. And and a more and just ra- the show over like, a shorter amount of time now that we're rewatching, we're kind of you know. It's funny, like some of the things, quickly. like the seeing the makeup get better and the sets get mm-hmm. better and even the CGI. I thought about it when Bran was up on the wall and I was like, there's CGI just for him. High up background is like mm-hmm. not that dope. And now when like, he's running. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, yeah. And now we have real life dragons. Well, that was also just like the real thing. However many years ago. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. It's just funny to. No, absolutely. See that now. I mean, that'll be my favorite part of doing the whole rewatch aside from picking up all the little tidbits of information that are connected to the now where we're at in the story will be watching the progression of yeah. stuff like that, like how how much better they get with their sets, the CGI, the characters, the makeup, all that stuff. Because that yeah, stuff is fascinating to me. Like yeah. not th- there was nothing... And there's never been a more complex show made in the history of television mm-hmm. than this one. Oh, I wanted to say, when they were riding up from... Uh, were they Lannister Bannerman? Like, I didn't notice any Baratheon Bannerman. But yeah, I they had some. But I oh they did but I know I guess I'm just not familiar with them. Oh wait, what are you asking? When they were there any Baratheon bannermen? Yeah, I, I only saw the lion. I, so did I. Which that doesn't really make any sense. Exactly, Why? it should have been all Baratheon bannermen, and I saw Lannister bannermen riding up and Lannister flags. Yeah, I saw because there's a red right, the Lannister yeah. one. Yeah, I saw that one, the that's one that you I saw. saw. But I maybe that's like, just the only one that happened to make it on screen or maybe something. Maybe the only one that I know. But you would think that that wouldn't be. I think I think so there prevalent? were. I think the Baratheon colors are very similar. Are they? So I think there. I I think there were some. But this is just as a general note. One thing that I always kind of thought about over these first few seasons, and my guess is that it was on that it was on purpose. King's Landing and the like, the king and all of it. It always feels like it tilts Lannister rather right. than Baratheon, who's yes. the actual king. Well, yes. because the most powerful man in the realm is actually Tywin. Yeah, right. Not Robert Baratheon. But, but I mean, even think about it, the only thing that's Baratheon esque about Tommen as king is that he's got little antlers on his crown. Right, right. But that's I mean, other than that, it all like very Lannister. King's Landing always throughout the show never felt like a Baratheon right. stronghold I to me. Agree. It feels like a Lannister stronghold. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I think a, there's a lot to draw from that. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's it for episode one, season one. Winter is coming. Uh, thank you very much for joining us here on the Night's Rewatch on Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. You can follow us on Twitter at Clams and Cockles on Instagram Oysters, Clams, Cockles. Uh, you can also email us at clamsandcockles at gmail.com. Uh, call our hotline, 866-43-CLAMS. Please go on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave a review. 
Go to grandexshop.com slash OCC for shirts to support the podcast. You can get 10% off if you use the code DRAGON, Dragon. on those shirts. Also, mouse pads, coffee cups. Type in DRAGON, Dragon. and you'll get 10% off the entire order. Great stuff. Uh, check out our sports podcast, Backdoor Cover. If you're into sports, we're in the middle of college football season in the NFL has kicked back off as of this past Thursday. I do a sports podcast every week with my friend Dylan Shivery and Dan Magister. Backdoor Cover is the name of that podcast. Give it a chance. Let us talk some sports with you. And that, that is that is all I have to say. All right. Say goodbye. See you next week. Bye. Love you.